Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Lynn Wilson and today's podcast is called Hope for Today. I want to give you hope. I want to let you know there's a God sitting on the throne today who loves you. There's a God sitting on the throne today who wants to answer our questions. There's a God sitting on the throne today that wants to save you. Ooh, I'm getting all choked up thinking about it. The God of all eternity wants to spend the rest of it with you. If you do not know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, today is the day you need to take care of that business. I don't want to hear, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next week. I've studied the Bible, I heard about, uh-uh. Listen, if you do not know that you're spending eternity for a fact with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, without a doubt, you need to pick up the phone right now. Stop the podcast. You can always come back and listen to it. Pick up that phone right now. Call America's Keswick. Someone on that other end will answer that phone and help and walk you through how you can know for sure that you can spend eternity with the Lord. Now, last week we discussed Abigail, my favorite Bible story. I love, love this story. I just find so many things about her personality intriguing. Um, as a woman, it's somebody I can really relate to. You know, there's stories in the Bible about Noah and David and Joseph and, and Paul and, you know, so on and so forth. Good stories. Yeah, absolutely. But they're men. And I, as a woman, can't always relate to, you know, there are stories about them that, you know, I, we talked about Noah. And yes, I can absolutely learn from Noah. But as a woman, I need sometimes to, you know, connect with another woman. And if you're a man, you know what I mean, man to man, woman to woman, sometimes we need those stories. And yet, as a woman, I definitely have learned from the the life of Paul. I have learned about Matthew and Mark, Luke and John, Samuel, um, Solomon, and David, and, and Noah, and Adam, and you know, the list goes on and on. There's plenty of men in the Bible that I have absorbed and learned from their life. So if it's a man out there listening today and you're going to say, oh, this is Abigail, what am I going to learn? Abigail's life could be some someone that you could mirror by what she was as a believer. Re Real quick, let's recap. What happened? This is a, a story and a half. Mean dude named Nabal, wife named Abigail. She was a believer. Nabal was not. Nabal was a shrewd businessman. Abigail walked with the Lord. Situation happened. David, who was taking care of Nabal's um, animals during sheep shearing during the busy time. This is, you know, money time. And he, as a neighbor, as a good neighbor, took care of Nabal's servants and the animals. And David was in need of food and provisions. And he said to Nabal, hey, I've been a good neighbor to you. Can you help me out? I need some food for my guys, my army. Nabal said, no way, Jose, you're not getting nothing out of me. David got mad, grabbed his sword, grabbed 400 of his men, said, let's get our swords on. We're going to go kill them. That's it. Household is done. Tomorrow morning, they're all slaughtered. They're dead. David took off to go after Nabal and his servants and the household. In the interim, one of the servants ran back to Abigail and said, you need to help us. We're going to all be dead in the morning. Here's the note. This is what said David needs provisions. He's on his way with an army. What are we going to do? She gathered her provisions and off she went, sent the servants on ahead with the provisions. She went off. She met David in the field and said, please forgive me. I take full blame. 
She protected her husband. She took the blame. She put herself out there with David, with sword in hand. He could have just right then and there killed her on the spot. She had no idea what was going on. But she walked so close with the Lord that she knew God said, grab those provisions, send those servants on ahead. You get on a donkey. You go behind. You bow before him. You will apologize. You take the blame. You submit yourself humbly, which is what she did. And the God protected her. Her God was on the throne. Wow. I'll tell you. So we're going to talk about a couple of points to wrap this up. Now, I'm not going to go back and read the scripture. We were in 1 Samuel chapter 25. It's quite lengthy. I always like to read scripture on the podcast. I will read a little bit, but um, it's too long to read again. But I want you, listen, if you didn't catch last week's podcast, you have to go back. And you've got to hear what happened. I gave you the highlights. Go back and listen to that. You know, listen to this one first, but definitely go back. And then after that, open up your own Bible and read the story of Abigail and see what you can get out. Okay, first thing. We're in a bad situation here. You've got a godly woman married to an unsaved man, equally yoked. He's a mean dude. He's not good to anybody. He's just a drunk, mean, and shrewd. And this is where she's at. She's... A woman in Bible times who has no rights of her, of her own, who has to submit to her husband, probably was treated less than a servant by him, maybe even abused by him. Who knows? But she needed to do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. So she's in a bad situation. So what can we learn from this woman's life? How does this apply to us today? And what can we do about this? Well, what can we learn about this woman's life is she was in a bad relationship. How does this apply to us today? I want to ask you a question. Are you in a bad relationship? Are you in a bad marriage with your spouse or in a bad situation? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in something. What can we do about this? What can be done about changing or getting out of the situation you're in? Well, the first thing I will tell you, which I tell you probably on almost every single podcast, is wisdom comes from the Lord. You know what's so funny? I tell you this all the time, but you know what? I forget. I forget myself. We had something come up the other night, and I was all fretting in my head and worried, and, and I got in bed, and, you know, it's quiet, and I'm relaxing, and I'm thinking over the day, and that came to mind. Did you ask me for wisdom? I could hear the Lord say that to me. As clear as I'm talking to you, I heard him say, did you ask me for wisdom? No, I didn't. What did I do? I panicked. I should not have done that. Wisdom comes from God and God alone. Praying, seeking his will, trusting and obeying in what he's telling you to do will lead you in the right direction. How, we talked about this last week, how do you know what somebody is telling you? If you're walking side by side and you're walking with someone, yeah, you'll hear them, but you start walking away from someone that's talking to you. And you're over there and they're over here and you, I, I, I'm sorry, what was that? I can't hear you. Well, if you were next to me, you would hear what I had to say. Or you start walking away and you hear half of what they're telling it. And you hear that half and you're like, well, that's kind of dumb. Why would they even say that? Well, if you had heard the whole story or the whole conversation, it would make sense. So when we're walking close with the Lord, we hear what he wants to tell us. When we start walking away, Lord's not walking away. He's there. 
It's us that walk away. And we are either half listening or we're not listening. Just like Abigail, she stood firm in her faith in a bad situation and a bad relationship, but she obeyed God at the right time. When God said to her, gather those provisions and go, she walked so closely with the Lord. She knew this is what she needed to do, and he rewarded her for this. She had no idea when she was going to obey the Lord, what the outcome would be. She just knew her relationship with her God told her to do this. She knew this is what I have to do. I just have to do it. She knew it. Again, she had no idea what the outcome would be. Our words and our actions are powerful. Please forgive your servant's offense, and the Lord will certainly make a lasting dynasty for your master because he fights the Lord's battles. Let no wrongdoing be found in you as you as long as you live, even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my master will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies will hurl away from the pocket of the sling. That's in 1 Samuel 25, 28 and 29. Know your place. Oh, what do you mean know my place? Don't you know who I am? I have rights. I have rights. I'm a woman. I'm a Christian. I'm a... I'm a Wilson. You know, you could spout out your last name and you're with this family and I have rights. No, we need to know our place. There is a time and place to know our place, even as women. I know women, you know, women's rights and we're always, yeah, we got to have more. I'm not saying that there's not equal. We are equal with men. We are in, created in the image of God, no doubt. But just as a man needs to know his place, there is a time and place that we all need to know our place. She was a woman that lived in a historical time where women really were treated as servants. They had no place. She was, it says she was beautiful and intelligent. If you had beauty and intelligence today, you could go far in your career. You could, you could do anything you want to do today. Back then, you couldn't do that. She never influenced David with her beauty. She never used her beauty in the wrong way. She had enough intelligence to know, God told me what to do, and I need to obey that. I I need not to do the opposite. Do we have rights as a believer in troubled times? Absolutely, we have rights. But you know what those rights are? We have the right to obey what God is telling us to do. We do not have the right to take it into our own hands. We do not have the right to flaunt. We do not have the right to intimidate. We do not have the right to think we're better. We don't have the right to disobey what God is telling us to do and go and say, I'm going to do it on my own. You know what? Go right ahead. You can go ahead and do that. And if you are like me and we've made those decisions, oh, what a mess. What a mess we have caused. And then we like look at the Lord and say, you're going to clean it up. I'm the one that made the mess. Why should he clean it up? Why should he? He loves us. He will again we come to him humbly, ask for forgiveness and a blessing. And Lord, I made a mess. I need to clean it up. He'll help us clean it up. There still might be consequences from that, that we created. But the Lord would still be there for us. Wow, so much in this story. You know, the Bible even tells us to finish well. I think of that often as a believer, to finish well. When you get to heaven and the Lord says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't know if I can say that the Lord is going to look at me like that. I think of that often, 
You know, it's easy to say, oh yeah, I'm a good Christian. I've done all the right things. But you know what? When it's a quiet room and I'm by myself and when you're in a same thing and you're in a quiet place and it's a quiet room, can you truly look at your life and say, well done, thy good and faithful servant? That kind of like, that really humbles me. It, it, it sets me back. It, it kind of makes me feel like, ooh, I'm a mess. You know what? I really, on a daily basis, need to be on my knees before the Lord, asking, Lord, I messed up again. The Lord knows we're going to mess up. That's the whole purpose. He went to the cross. He died on the cross for our sins. He knows we're going to mess up. But he wants us to come to him and say, Lord, I did wrong. I want to do better. I want to grow. I'm sorry I made that mistake. I want you to be with me. Scripture is right there. If there's a guideline on every aspect of our life that we need is there in Scripture. She was a woman that knew her place. She also knew that she made a vow to her husband and she made a vow to God to stay with that man, even though he was a bad dude. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if I had a relationship with a man, my husband. I don't know if I could have done what she did. I don't know. I really don't. But I admire her and that story. Because of the way she dealt with her husband, she and honored and respected that vow. Ultimately, she was able to stand up for herself with David and save her entire family. Be humble and kind and seek peace with those around you. We talked about a few weeks ago, whatever was in with your power to live peaceably with all men. She had to find it within herself how to live peaceably with her husband. Ooh. It didn't say he was a wonderful husband. He was a bad dude. But the Bible says we, within, with what's in our power, we need to live peaceably. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed before David. And her face was on the ground. She knew her place at that moment in time. She fell at his feet and said, My Lord, let the blame be on me alone. Take and let, please let your servant speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. In 1 Samuel 25, 23 through 24. She knew her place at that moment. It was not to flaunt her beauty. It was not to, hey, do you know, I got, you know, I'm intelligent here. I, I, she wasn't there to intimidate. She would. This man had a sword and an army of men that were going to kill her and the family. She had to do what God told her to do in order to save that family. Abigail had to have courage and strength to do what she had to do. I can't even imagine asking for forgiveness from David, who were standing there with his army of men, like I said, ready to kill him. And yet she stood firm in what she knew she needed to do. Yes, she stood firm. What can we learn from her life? How does it apply to us? And how do we use this? She was a woman that stood firm in her vow to her husband, and she stayed with him even though he was a really bad man. Do we have the right to get out of these relationships? That depends on the situation. If you're telling me you started a job and it was the wrong one, okay, you can quit that job and find another job. You're in a relationship with somebody, and you made that choice, and you made a vow before God, that's a whole nother thing. When you make a vow to God, he holds you to it. That is something only you and the Lord can work through. So we're not going to get into that right now. But Abigail stood firm in the vow that she made. Abigail really um, 
she waited on the Lord. She had to, you know, there are situations in life that come up and you'll say, I wish I knew then what I know now. Well, if you've walked with the Lord for a day or you've walked with the Lord for 20 years, a close walk, you should be 20 years smarter, 20 years wiser, 20 years more humble, and 20 more, 20 years of knowing that, you know what? Without the Lord, I can't do nothing. It's just like when you're, you know, you're a five-year-old, you think you can take on the world, and then you hit 20, 30, 40, 50, and you look back and you think, I was so silly at five. Well, what happened? All these years of experience is what you've learned. So your years of experience of walking with the Lord is going to teach you what you need to know. Just like Abigail, she waited on the Lord to direct her, and she stood by her husband. She walked with the Lord, and he blessed her in the end. No matter how difficult or threatening the situation is, God's power is within us, and it is greater than any situation that, that is out there. Just like when David had to go before that giant. I heard a song, I think it was by Mark Lowry, that giant up there is too big to miss, not to hit. He's so big, how can you not see him? Right there, throw it, that stone right at him, you got him. There's giants in our life that we're going to come across that are so big. Abigail had to go before an army of men and David, and she's like, but she went humbly. She did what God told her. David did what God told him when he had to throw that stone. Abigail showed great wisdom and acted quickly, swiftly, and speaking honorably to David. She took control of the situation that was potentially dangerous to all of them. She just didn't sit around and blame her husband or make remarks or just crumble in fear. She didn't blame her husband. She did what she needed to do. Beauty and intelligence. What can we learn from her? She did not use her beauty and intelligence to be an influence on David. How does that apply to us? If you're a woman and you have beauty and intelligence, use it correctly. Use it for the Lord. God gave you beauty. God gave you intelligence. Use it wisely. Ask the Lord, Lord, what should I do with this? How do you want me to use this? Be pure in how you present yourself. Be modest. Don't throw yourself at the wrong person. Don't throw yourself at anybody. Ask the Lord to bring that person to you. And when he does, save yourself and keep yourself pure for that person. Stand up for yourself and know that you have the Lord on your side when you're walking with him and you hit a wall of sorts. You're going to hit this wall. We have the power. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We have the God of all eternity with us. With that power, that's the same power that rose God from the dead. Rose, excuse me, rose the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. That same power is in us. That same power is in my fingertips. How, do I, how often do I forget it? Every day of my life. I'm a human being that every day I get distracted and I get unfocused about what God is telling me. Lynn, wake up. Those power that's in your fingertips, God is in you. You have the power to do what he's telling you to do. Don't worry. He's got you covered. He's got your back. Abigail was bold in her faith, and when she hit that wall between her and her husband David, she stood up for herself and her family, and she saved her household. Her household. She was no dummy. She used her brain for the right purpose. Remember that God will fight for you, and you are never alone. David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord of God of Israel, 
who has sent you today to me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself in my own hands. 1 Samuel 25, 32-33. God fought for Abigail. He was faithful and he will fight for you and me today. Absolutely 100%. God worked through Abigail and spared many lives servants' lives, her family's lives, even protected David from making a stupid mistake. Our walk with the Lord. What can we learn from Abigail's life? She walked closely with the Lord. She knew exactly what to do. How does this apply to us? How are you walking with the Lord today? Are you doing what I do and you half listen, you're half walking away? Or do you have the perfect relationship with the Lord? There are days I'm spot on, there are days I'm really with it. There's days I've got it together and there's days I don't. And those are the days I need to get back on my knees before the Lord and to know my place and my place is on my knees asking for forgiveness and for direction and for wisdom. Our walk of faith and trust in God is the only way we're going to get through life successfully. By walking close, we can hear the whispers and the clear direction from the Lord. When we walk away from someone, we don't hear them. When we walk away from them, we have to listen to them. Abigail walked close and knew what she had to do to save her, herself, her family, and her servants. And ultimately, too, David. She knew what she had to do. She didn't know that would protect David, but she just knew what God told her. But it ultimately did protect David. Often when we're faced with difficult battles or hard struggles, we may feel like we've been left on our own. But God is always with us, leading us by his Holy Spirit with wisdom and discernment. Amen to that. Amen to that. I have to remember God is with me at all times. Whether I want to recognize him. Yeah, you know, there are times where it's kind of like, you don't see me doing this, Lord, right? You didn't see that attitude I just had. You didn't see that sin I just committed and so on and so forth. He's there with me. I heard a coworker say the other day, I was frustrated with the Lord. I was so frustrated. And he said that I was frustrated. And I told the Lord, Lord, I'm frustrated with you. Why are you doing this? And I looked at him and I said, you told the Lord you're frustrated. He said, well, the Lord knows my heart anyway. And I had to tell the Lord. I was so proud of him that he felt he had such a relationship with his God that he could tell the Lord with all due respect, Lord, I'm frustrated. I'm hurting. I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused. Lord, what do you want? And he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord definitely gave him an answer in a big way. Living the big picture, fearless in faith and grace. We need to walk without fear. We need to know that we can go into a situation and not be fearful. We never need to be stuck in fear or defeat, thinking about the situation that it will never change. Yes, it will change. God is there giving us wisdom, clarity of thought, and discernment to get through, to punch through those things. Don't stand there today and think you're going to just lightly tap it. Be ready. Be bold to punch your way out of something and say, by God's power, I'm getting through this. Mm. Good stuff to think about. The life of Abigail. She was a godly woman who was beautiful and intelligent, who walked with God. She knew what she needed to do, and she did it. She was organized. She was well put together. She ran her household well. She had it together. She had good character. She honored the vow she made to her husband. She honored God by honoring the vow that she made to her husband and to her Lord. She listened and obeyed what God said. She did what she was supposed to do. She knew her place when she needed to know her place. And ultimately, she saved her whole entire 
home, and household. I want you to stand up today. I want you to stand firm today, and I want you to be steadfast in your faith. I hope you enjoyed this story about Abigail, and I hope it gave you hope today to know that you can do this. By the grace of God, we can do this together. Go back and study the story of Abigail. We will see you next week for the next podcast.